The following program is intended for mature audiences. What is your problem? Behind our masks, we're perfectly ordinary people. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you with us for another episode of Storytime. Today we're doing what I like to call a very special episode of Storytime. I get this from the old 70s sitcoms and the 80s sitcoms. When they were going to tackle a serious topic, they would always label the show a very special episode of Three's Company. Not that Three's Company had any very special episodes. They didn't talk about too much serious stuff in that. But that's an example. They would take a very lighthearted comedy and then try to send a serious message by making it a very special episode. I'm not sending any special messages with this episode. It's just a more serious topic than the stuff that I usually tell my stories about. Today's stories are about the religion that I grew up in. And religion is always a serious topic. The two things that they warn you not to talk about in public is religion and politics. And uh, I haven't talked on politics at all in the podcast, and I'm not sure that I will. Uh, I think most of you know my general political leaning, so we'll save that for another episode in case you don't. But religion is also another topic that people get upset about. And I understand it. Uh, If you're a true believer in religion, uh, you have your beliefs, and darn it, those are your beliefs, and nobody can change them. Now, I'm not going to talk in detail about what religion you should be or what religion you shouldn't be or, you know, whether religion is good or bad. Religion serves its purpose and everybody has their own beliefs. I just thought that you might be interested to hear (laughs) hear some of the tales from my childhood because, as you might expect, everything about my life is a little bit weird and looking back, people will say, God, that's kind of weird, gamer dude. And I'll admit that it is weird looking back. As I was growing up in the religion, it was not weird. It was all I knew. And it was just the way of life. But looking back, it's a little weird. And it does give a framework against which a lot of my behavior these days can be judged. Now, I grew up as a Christian scientist. I was brought up in the religion of Christian science. What is that, you ask? No, we don't wear lab coats to church. No, we don't have Bunsen burners on the pews. Christian science is not Scientology. Scientology is that quasi-religion invented by a failed science fiction writer and has nothing to do with Christian science. Scientology we can talk about at another time because although there are true believers in Scientology, it's a far cry from any religion that I've ever actually studied. And I have studied religion at length because it's an interesting topic to me. But we'll put Scientology to the side. But I have gotten that question. Is Christian science Scientology? No, it's not. Christian science, as you might expect, is a branch of Christianity. There's God, and there's Jesus, and Jesus is the Son of God, and there's disciples, and all of the stuff that goes on in the Bible is stuff that we believe in. But Christian science is probably best characterized, or best understood is maybe a better way to put it, is a religion that has as its focus healing through prayer. Now that may sound weird, but one of the premises of Christian science is that Whatever Jesus did, healing people by touch, raising the dead, 
turning water into wine, all of that is through the power of God. And if you're a true believer, you should be able to do similar things, maybe not walk on water, maybe not turn water into wine, but surely heal the sick through prayer. And that's how I was brought up. I know it sounds a little weird, right? In this day and age with medicine and drugs and doctors and hospitals, when I was growing up, I never went to the doctor. Not a single time. I didn't have aspirin. I didn't have Tylenol. I didn't have medicine. We didn't have annual physicals. We didn't do anything that was related to medicine because that's not what the religion taught. My parents were Christian scientists and they brought us up in Christian science, believing only in the power of prayer. Now, I didn't know any different. So, you know, what mom and dad said, that's what I did. We would sit quietly and pray when we were sick. So if we had a sprained toe or a pulled muscle or a stomach ache or a sore throat, we didn't go to the doctor. We didn't have medicine. We didn't take temperatures. We would pray. Now, to go with the Bible, we had a book written by the founder of the religion, a person named Mary Baker Eddy. And she founded the religion back in 1866. And she wrote a book, well, she wrote many books, but the primary book of the Christian science religion is a book called Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. And what she called it was a spiritual interpretation of the Bible. And I know that sounds weird, but that's what we believed in. That's what my parents believed in wholeheartedly. And Christian science is a worldwide religion. Just so you know, this isn't just some little clan. If you haven't heard of it, it is a worldwide religion with advocates across the globe. And just so you know, a lot of the stuff that happens in Christian science has been documented by doctors in hospitals. There's been healings of things that, that were presumed unhealable through Christian science. So my parents were believers in the religion and they brought me and my siblings up in the religion of Christian science. And we attended church every Sunday. That's the church that we went to. So part of the healings and part of the sermons on Sundays were readings from the book Science and Health. Now, I know I'm going in a couple of directions here because there's a lot to talk about and there's a lot to unbox here. There's going to church and there's the healing part. And it all focuses around this book, Science and Health. So if it sounds a little disjointed here, I do apologize. Because I know as I talk about this, you're going to have a lot of questions. And I'll be happy to answer them. <laughs> to the extent that I can, it's a, it's a religion that I was brought up in. And it's a religion that I practiced fervently until I was 21 or 22. And we'll get to why I would consider myself a lapsed Christian scientist at the end of the episode. But for purposes of the stories, I was brought up believing in Christian science and only Christian science. I didn't believe in doctors. I didn't believe that in medicine. I didn't rely on medicine. I was brought up to believe that the power of prayer was more powerful than anything the hospitals or the doctors or the drugs could do for you. And Every illness that I ever had when I was a kid was healed through the power of prayer. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, gamer dude, you just got lucky. You could be dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's an entirely reasonable position to take. Did I just get lucky and not have any serious illnesses? It's entirely possible. 
But my parents never got sick. My siblings never got sick. And I never got sick, really sick. And to the extent that we did, we used Christian science prayer to heal us. I would have sore throats at night, just like any kid. Now, did we use home remedies? I didn't sit there and suffer with a sore throat. That's where I discovered the beauty of honey. Honey in the middle of the night and a hot cup of tea does wonders for a sore throat. So we would take things to relieve symptoms while we were doing the prayerful work to heal the underlying condition. Now, there's a whole philosophy involved in Christian science, obviously. And I remember all of the main prayers, and I remember a lot of the original works and original statements of Mrs. Eddy, and that was what we called her, Mrs. Eddy. She was the founder of the religion, and everything was focused on the book that she, that she wrote. And no matter what the condition was, we would turn to the prayer and the book to rely on for passages and thoughts and ideas that would help us heal our thought and the underlying condition. Is the focus on healing thought? Yeah, partly. Is it on healing the physical condition? Yeah, partly. Is it on healing your view of the condition? Yeah, partly. It's hard for me to explain in ways that someone who hasn't been brought up in the religion will find understandable. Because it's so crazy to people who don't know what Christian science or prayerful healing is all about. But that's how we would heal things. We would sit and we would pray. And that was, that was all I knew. Now, Christian science also has something called practitioners. Practitioners are essentially professional prayers. That's the best way that I could put it. It's the equivalent, if you're trying to draw a crude parallel, it's the equivalent to a doctor. Instead of going to the doctor, we would call a practitioner and they would help us pray. And their focus would be to pray for us to support our thoughts and our prayers while we were healing ourselves from whatever the condition was. And yes, there was training for the practitioners. It was training through the church on how to focus your prayer on becoming a better prayer, for lack of a better term, to help turn your focus onto somebody else's problems to help them heal their ills. Now, as I sit here and talk about this, it makes perfect sense to me because, yeah, I understand all that. That's exactly what I was raised with. And I know that a lot of you are sitting there going, oh my God, this guy's a loon. We did get that a lot. My parents taught us how to handle those questions and those comments. And one of the things we did was not talk about it that much because it's very difficult to explain. And it makes people fearful. In this day and age, especially where people are up in everybody's business, in a lot of cases, that would be a reason to call Child Protective Services. These parents are praying for their kids instead of taking them to the doctor. And yeah, it would give people pause. Most states actually have statutes on the books that protect parents' rights to do this, as long as it's a recognized religion, and Christian science is a recognized religion. And actually, I know this because when I was going through school, I didn't have to get the annual shots or the annual physicals because we were Christian scientists. And under the law, we didn't have to get those shots. Now, I did get all my vaccines when I was a kid because I was scared into it by the school. <laughs> they showed a movie and some film strips about the horrors of measles, 
and the risks of not getting vaccinated. And uh, I came home in a tither, all upset that I wasn't getting vaccinated. And so my parents did take me to the local doctor, I guess. I don't know. I was young. I was very young at the time. But I remember my mother telling me about this when I was in kindergarten, and that's why they took me to the pediatrician or the clinic or the hospital or wherever it was, I don't even know, to get the vaccinations. Looking back, I don't know that that's the actual true story or not. That's the story that was related to me. Perhaps my parents got me vaccinated because they knew it would work and that's what they should do. Perhaps they were playing both ends against the middle. I don't know. But the story that was related to me was that I insisted that I get vaccinated, which is why they took me to get vaccinated. I also had to get vaccinated when we went overseas. That'll be a story for another episode. But we did go overseas back when I was very young, and um, I had to get vaccinated before I could leave the country. So I had every vaccine that there was, but not because the doctors recommended it, but because, supposedly, I requested it, and because to leave the country, I had to get them. But that was the closest I came to medicine in all of my childhood. I went through childhood. We did go to the dentist because we had to have our teeth cleaned. I did go to the eye doctor because I couldn't see and I needed glasses. But aside from those two visits, we didn't see doctors. So no matter what the condition was, no matter how sick we were, no matter what we were going through, we handled everything through prayer. And if you remember my story about the great bike accident when I was racing down the street and wiped out on the side of the road, these days I'd be at the emergency room. And if it was my kid, we would be at the emergency room because I was gushing blood and I could not walk. (laughs) I could not walk a step. They had to pick me up, put me in the car, drive me home. They had me soak in a tub to clean out the wound. I remember picking out all of the gravel from all over my leg where my knee had been cut up. To this day, I still bear the scars from that. But we didn't go to the doctor. We went to the drugstore and got some bandages and bandaged up my knee. But we didn't go to a doctor. We didn't go to the emergency room. All we did was soak me in the tub, pick the gravel out of my knee, wrap some gauze around me, and have me limp around the house for the summer. Now, we did pray. We did pray that I'd be able to walk again because I literally couldn't bend my leg. That's how bad my leg was after that bike accident. I couldn't move it. So we bound it up and I hobbled around and eventually it healed up. And since then, I've played basketball, I've run, I've done everything. I, there's, there's no ill effects from that accident. But boy, at the time, it was severe. And what we did is we relied on prayer. And my parents didn't have a second thought, at least that I know of, about taking me to the hospital or going to the emergency room. We cleaned me up, bandaged me up, and sat me on the couch for most of the summer until I was able to move around again. That's just the way it worked. And I didn't think anything of it. That's all I knew. So that's how we healed things. We we prayed and we, you know, we cleaned up the mess and we prayed until we were healed. And that's that's the way it worked. That's all I knew. And of course, there was church. Church was every Sunday. And there's churches, as I said, it's all across the world. You can find a Christian science church. And some cities have several. There's always a Christian science church somewhere. If you look in the phone book or look online, you can find them. So we had our local church, and it was about a 30-minute drive. So we'd go 30 to 40 minutes on Sunday morning, and we'd go to church. And they had Sunday school, and they had church. And we learned lessons about the Bible and about Jesus and about the things that Jesus did and the 
and the things that the disciples did. And we studied the Bible a lot. And we studied science and health a lot. And that was the way we were brought up. Every Sunday we went to church. As I got older, I started going a little less. When I got a job, I started going a little less. But I was a regular church attendee all through my teens, up until I went to college. And even in college, I found a Christian science church, and I went to church on Sunday mornings in college, at least for the first couple of years. Now, a couple of things changed my view of the world and of religion. I still consider myself a very spiritual person. I do believe that there is a God. I do believe that there is a Son of God. I do believe that God does communicate with us through prayers, through thoughts, through messages. I believe if we listen, we can hear what God is telling us. Now, is God a he or a she or an omnipotent unibeing? I don't picture God as an old man in a white robe sitting on a throne. I don't picture him or her necessarily as a human being. What is God? Is God the force? Could we use a Star Wars analogy for that? Sure, I guess we could. If you listen to the light side of the force, you get the good things, the healings. If you go the dark side of the force, are you listening to Satan, the devil? I suppose you could make that analogy. Is religion any different than the force? It all is a matter of faith. But I believe in God. I believe that God is a loving God. I believe that God God sometimes is sitting in the tub not paying attention to the children that he created on this planet and all of the other planets, just having a nice soak, and it's up to us to find our path through the world. I believe in science. I believe that God gave us the ability to think and to reason and to understand the workings of the world around us. I believe God gave us the wisdom to create doctors and medicine and ways to heal ourselves of the ills that we find in the world, and that's kind of one of the reasons that I wandered away from Christian science in my 20s. One of the first times that I got sick when I was out on my own, I discovered the beauties of aspirin. I had a bad headache and a bad sniffle, and the person that I was dating at the time said, take a couple of aspirin. And I was so miserable, and I was so tired, and I was in such pain. I said, fine, just give me the aspirin and leave me alone. And I popped the aspirin, and 20 minutes later, I felt so good. I'd never felt so good when I was so sick before. And I realized I'd been missing out on things for all of my life. You know, things like being pain-free. It was quite the revelation. And that's when I started reasoning things through. That's when I started thinking about the fact that, well, God wouldn't have given doctors the ability to operate, or pharmacists the ability to give us medicine, or companies the wisdom to design cures for diseases, If we weren't supposed to use them, what sense does that make? Yeah, it would be great if I could heal myself just by saying, okay, I'd like to be healed. But if I can't do that, God, there's a whole shelf full of stuff, Tylenol and ibuprofen and allergy medicines and eye drops and all things that'll make me feel better. I'm sure the devil isn't making that stuff. And I realized maybe I'd been going down the wrong road for a lot of my life. And then I had kids. And when you have your kids, the last thing you want to do is see your kids in pain. Now, I had already had my issues with believing in the power of prayer for myself. But when it came to my kids, I was not strong enough to see my kids suffer. And to make it work, both parents have to be on board. And the kid's mom was not. 
Mrs. Gamerdude isn't on board with that either, but it's never come up because I haven't been a practicing Christian scientist in many, many years. But at the time that the issue came up with my kids, it was no question. They were not going to be raised in Christian science because their mom wasn't on board with that. And when push came to shove, neither was I. And I guess that's the thing that made me realize that I'd made a choice in my life. I was no longer going to be a practicing Christian scientist. And I really haven't been a practicing Christian scientist for many years. I understand it. I get it. I know how dedicated you have to be to live the life. And it wasn't a dedication that I had in me or that I wanted to do. And I kind of think that the reliance on Christian science affected my parents at the end as well. When my dad got sick, they were working with a practitioner and they were trying to heal him uh, through prayer. And they had never gone to the doctors, my parents. They had never gone for medicine. They'd never gone for physicals. And my dad was not in great physical shape when he got sick. As I've mentioned in another episode, by the time my dad passed, he was, he was six foot three and 400 pounds, not in great physical shape. And they were working with a practitioner to try to heal these physical problems that he was having, brought on a lot by obesity, I'm sure. But he had some internal problems, too. I won't bore you with the details, because I eventually found out some of the stuff that was going on. But for purposes of what we're talking about today, the issue was my dad was sick and the prayer wasn't working. And it got to a point where he couldn't move. Now, I was away when this happened, so I was talking to my parents on the phone as this was going on, and I said, you've got to go to the hospital and get checked out. You just have to do it. And after a long, involved process, which I'll relate in another episode, but after a long and involved process, they ultimately agreed, and he went to the hospital and got checked out. Very long story short, it ultimately turned out that the hospitals didn't cure him. They didn't fix him. And my dad died. And my mom blamed both Christian science for not curing him through prayer and the hospitals for not fixing him. And so when she got sick shortly after my dad died, and I firmly believe she got sick because of a broken heart because they were inseparable for 48 years, but she wouldn't turn to the hospitals because they failed her and she wouldn't turn to Christian science because it failed her And she just gave up. Now, I don't blame the hospitals. I don't blame Christian science. I don't blame anybody for that. That was my mother's choice. But that's one of the things that sticks in my head about Christian science. I don't blame the religion. It just gives you a mindset that changes the way you look at the world. Now, I became aware of it, and I changed the way that I looked at the world. And I'm aware of the possibilities of both Christian science and hospitals and doctors. And I'm open to all things because of my experiences, both being brought up with prayer and discovering the other side outside of prayer. Now I gravitate towards lots of different things. I take pieces of Buddhism and I take pieces of Christianity. It's kind of like religion and faith these days is an a la carte buffet for me. I pick the stuff that works. But I don't rely on any one thing. What I try to do is I try to live a good, happy, healthy life, helping those who I can help and loving those around me and trying to make the world a better place for everybody in it. 
So that's kind of a deep episode today, huh? Sorry. I'm kind of weird, right? I have kind of a weird background. You're all going to look at me differently now when you see me stream. I know you are. You're going to say, oh, that's Gamer Dude. Where's the lab coat? But it's all the stuff that happened when I was a kid that made me the kind of person that I am today. It's partly the religion, it's partly the upbringing, it's partly the parents, it's partly the friends or lack of friends. It's the whole world experience that you go through when you're a kid that forms the person you are today. And that background that I have is all part of me. And by understanding that, maybe you understand a little more about me. And if nothing else, it gives you something to think about or laugh at, depending on your perspective. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode of Storytime. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate the fact that you take the time to listen, that you spend the time with me, and that you share the memories with me. It means a lot, and I can't thank you enough. Until next time, you take care of yourselves, and I'll see you when I see you.